getting nail friends. Ten toes down, I'll be free into the end. Crib outside the city, I don't feel safe in my ass. Took so many years, I'm just waiting for the wins. I'm in debt to no one but the one who took my sins. I do it for real, there's no reason to pretend. If I do it once. Alright guys, what's up? Welcome back to yet another episode. Um, Coming live from the house here today. It was supposed to rain. Now it's sunny outside right now, but we're supposed to get some like hail and just some crazy downpours and flash flooding. So I just decided to stay home. It wasn't worth moving anybody's cars in today's weather. <clears throat> so coming live solo again, uh, trying to get uh, load miser on, but with both of our schedules, it's it's tough. We're both busy, so I completely understand. I got my show notes here. Um, <clears throat> Don't forget to follow us on all social media. We've got Jason Blair on TikTok. You've got Hotshot Haulers on Instagram. You've got Hotshot Haulers on Facebook. And then we just started the Discord uh, just to help people chat. I will be you know, checking in on there, maybe getting some moderators to help out. But um, to make sure there's no like people being negative and just giving nasty responses, those people will be kicked and banned from the chat. But... I just kind of started that to be able to, um, you know, if somebody has a quick question, instead of like trying to send me a message on, on Instagram, which I may not see for a couple hours, um, they can type in the chat on Discord and maybe somebody can get them the answer pretty quickly. Um, but we're going to go over a couple topics today. Uh, first, I want to go over a couple channels to follow. Uh, guys that I've been following that have you know, like either less than thousand subs or they're just putting out constant good content. I kind of want to touch on people like this to help them get the subscribers they deserve and um, also um, you know show you guys who you should be watching and I won't touch on the people you shouldn't be watching. Um, there's just a lot of people out there giving bad information and bad um dangerous information should I say um, some videos of load securement and you know the proper way to hook up a gooseneck or a fifth wheel or things like that it's just it, what people always well, I talk about this all the time like if you don't know what you're doing it's okay ask for help but you're not going to put out content on the internet and it's going to be false or damaging or could end up you know, if somebody listens to your advice, could end up getting somebody hurt. So, I will go over a couple channels to follow. Um, I have a good question from the last time is why I haven't been running any flatbed. And I want to talk about that and kind of the current state of the economy of, um, of kind of what's going on. I may even bring up the load board here and show you guys like in reference to where I am. Uh, just the, the rates or lack thereof, should I say, right now for, for flatbed work. And kind of what I've been doing to stay, um, just stay on my feet and, uh, and make a living. So last week I did a run. I went from Maryland to New York. And by New York, I mean like um, outside of Corning, New York. Go up uh, 15 and 11 and just kind of head straight up 15 into, into New York. Um, so I would say like South Central New York is just kind of a reference points for you. So it's like 210 miles to get up there. I drove up there from my house, up there empty, got loaded in Painted Post, New York, and Cuba, New York, which are about an hour away from each other. 
and then I ended up delivering them in one in Pekin, South Carolina, and one in uh, right side of a right outside of Augusta. I'm trying to think of what the actual town was called. Right outside of Augusta, Georgia. Um, so and they were only like uh, like 30 minutes away from each other, so it worked out well. And I ended up making from the time I left my house to the time I dropped those off. Uh, about four dollars a mile so even with the empty miles I was still making a good amount of money um, so let's talk about flatbed why haven't I been running flatbed well it's kinda because of the way the work has slowed down you guys know that I have done quite a bit of, um, of those aluminum beds that kind of work kinda dried up a lot of their um, a lot of their customers shipped to Canada which is obviously not something I do um, a lot of the um, dealers that they have that buy from them they're trying to um, lower their calls per bed so they're actually getting um, they're coming and getting their own beds yourself you know they may come get two or three or four on a small flatbed trailer and come get them themselves so they don't have to end up charging the customer for that and kind of wait for them to be able to make some sales which I understand it is what it is but um, that's kind of why I keep you know, a trailer of every sort around to be able to, um, to be able to like just just make a living. It's it's tough out here right now. Um, I'm thankful I have you know a few other resources and income sources, and don't strictly rely on trucking. Um, not that there's income sources or, you know, my trucking aspect is is 99% of of the money I make. But there is still that nice. When you feel like you're doing something or you're getting some money coming in from other sources like you know some of the affiliate stuff i do youtube TikTok, um sponsorships things like that and you'll you'll see more on that coming if you guys follow me on TikTok. i almost have 60 60 000 on TikTok, and i've actually been getting brands um reaching out quite a bit uh to do like product reviews and um you know getting some free stuff like Shout out to Brunt. They sent me a pair of boots, which is awesome. And um, so far, so good on those. We'll review that on the TikTok. I kind of keep that stuff for, for TikTok or Instagram instead of boring people with a ton of ads on here um, at first. But as things start to grow, you know, that's a way for me to pay my bills. Anyways, so um, will I go back to flatbed? Possibly. My plan would be to buy a 40-foot. Um, if I'm going to do any flatbed work, would be to go out and buy a 40-footer and sell the 36 I have now. Um, so if anybody's interested in the Gator I have, it's, well, it's 35 plus 5. It's, um, it's got 8,000-pound axles. It's got 17.5-inch wheels and tires. It's got a winch on it. Um, and overall, being a Gator, it's in good shape. Gators are known for poor paint quality. Um, and it's you know it's got some spots here and there, but it's actually um, actually holding up pretty well, and uh, the deck's in good shape. There's one board I need to fix on it, and I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. I maybe I maybe looking to sell that trailer. Um, I have to see what the market's like in it, and I'm gonna when it is for sale, I'll post it on Instagram. Uh, and it's gonna need it's gonna be like two prices. It needs brakes. Uh, or a little bit of brake work so I'll either sell it completed like done by a shop or done probably done by a shop because I won't have time to do it 
put put all new brakes on it, uh, and that'll be reflected at one price. Or if somebody wants to buy it as is, um, you know, they can buy it at a, at another price. But it's just kind of preference, and we'll uh, be willing to take it to a shop and getting it getting it done. Now that being said, is obviously if I'm looking to buy, if I do buy a 40 footer, I will be going back to doing flatbed work as requested. I don't necessarily prefer to do flatbed work just with, um, I've always talked about this before, like the difference between cars and freight, um, your load, your unload times, like your window to load freight sometimes can be 24 hours a day at a facility and unloading 24 hours a day at a facility, or it could be in this window where we only load trucks from 10 to 2 and you'll be, if you don't get unloaded and get over there by 10 or by 2, you wait until the next day, you could have had something on your deck and moving forward. And um, so with cars, you know, most of the business I did for open cars were auction work where you had to think of like a Mannheim is open from, you know, 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. to get cars. There's ways of you to get cars 24-7 by getting a carpool or pull them out from there. Um... Uh, you know, dealerships are 9 to 6, sometimes 9 to 8, gives you a little more hours. And what I've been finding a lot of success with here recently is with the enclosed business is just the private to private is where I pick up from a customer and deliver to a customer. And within reason, you know, I'm pretty much being able to work or load or unload between 7 at night and, or 7 in the morning and 10 at night maybe. Sometimes people are like, I'm like, I, I'm not going to be there till midnight. Either I can unload, I can unload now at midnight or like I can stay and wait till the morning. Some people are like, you know, let's go ahead and get it off. I'll, uh, I'll be awake or whatever the case may be. So, um, that's kind of what you need to keep in mind with the flatbed and car hauling. Um, I was just getting sick of those windows and not being able to, um, kind of maximize my time, should I say. Uh, like loading those those aluminum beds, and then most dealers they didn't accept deliveries after three o'clock, which started to get you know a little frustrating and, and hard to meet the requirements of being. I was kind of wasting a day because I would get loaded, say on a Monday, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to make it there by three, so I would wait to leave to the next day or leave that night, and I'm kind of just wasting a whole day of driving for. You know, for what? But anyways, um, will I go back? Yeah, I'm thinking of getting a 40-footer and having it ready. Won't buy anything new. I'm probably just going to buy a used trailer. Because, I mean, honestly, I haven't been hooked to my flatbed in over a month now. I haven't really driven my single cab with my wedge that I have hauling cars for almost a month now. All my work has been with the, um, with the enclosed here recently and... Um, I'm pretty happy with that. So we're going to talk about current flatbed prices and I'm going to bring it up. I'll bring the screen share up here in a minute, but I did want to talk about like what I've been seeing and what everybody's been talking about as far as, uh, flatbed rates here recently. Like I see people not being able to get, you know, over $2 a mile on a CDL hotshot, you know, capable of putting 18,000 pounds on that deck. Which before, uh, you know, as a CDL hotshot, you could get 
that that, that range from ten thousand to fifteen to eighteen thousand pounds of stuff that you know was was a partial for a semi but a full load for CDL hotshot and then too heavy for a non CDL hotshot you'd be able to get me three three fifty a mile uh, but it seems like as things are as inflation is rising rates per mile are going down things are getting picked up by semis that would be left behind for hot shots before and you're getting a lot more of the um, you know the post on truck stop that say no no hot shots and, and there's reasons for that which um, a lot of people are, are causing but um, that's another story for another day but um, before I screen share, screen share, I wanted to say that with the enclosed, I you know I mentioned I was able to get over four dollars a mile, uh, all miles, which is you're able to name your price when you're hauling someone's prized possession uh, like that. Um, the 1931 Lincoln seven passenger limousine that I hauled um, was previously owned by Henry Ford's wife. So the owner, creator, head mastermind behind Ford, Henry Ford, his wife, that was her personal limousine. The guy paid an extreme amount of money for this as a retirement gift to himself to um, have a, uh, a driver, car show, local car show kind of car to go, tell the story behind it and show it off. You know, and that guy worked his whole life for, um, you know, for that car. So I was able to name my price on that. I named a, a great price because that car was actually weighs 6,500 pounds. So it was going to be the only car in there. And they wanted that for the reason of how difficult this car is to start. And once it's started, it needs to be running for a little while without being shut off. So they didn't want it being moved in and out of the, um, you know, in and out of the uh, trailer a bunch of times, flooding it out and causing damage to it. Um, so I was able to name my price for that, which was I felt more than enough, and he actually ended up giving me a $400 tip on top of that, which was absolutely awesome. Um, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to kind of rearrange myself here so I can... I've got the camera set up to the side like this so I can kind of get some the best light on me in this room. Um, so I'm going to switch over here to... As you see here, uh, the first one, well, this is actually the last one I brought up, is uh, Adventures in Trucking. I've been watching this guy's videos coming up. He's got, uh, for about the last month, he's been uploading these videos. And um, the reason I was drawn to his, his channel is actually his setup. You know, he's got a Freightliner M2 style chassis, a sport chassis, and a big, you know, CDL setup style gooseneck. So you see, in like, as this starts to play here, you can see the just the size of that piece of equipment that they're putting on. This one up here, I think that was an 18,000 pound um, cat engine that's on his trailer. Uh, so, guy invested a lot of money, obviously, is um, in, investing time into making videos now. And uh, it doesn't look like there's anything that is half assed about his operation. So, He's only uh, 23 away from 
uh, a thousand subscribers. So I'd go over and uh, give him guys a give him a look and go subscribe to him. I know it doesn't say subscribed on mine because I'm on a, one of my other accounts I don't use here. We'll uh, we'll give him two subscriptions because I'm subscribed on my other account, the one I actually watch videos on. All right, so next we'll move over. Uh, I've talked about him before, KDL Hotshot RV. He's got an awesome setup, another CDL setup. But what drew me to his channel in the first place is his sleeper. Um, I'm pretty sure one of the first videos I ever watched from him, he had a transfer case failure. Uh, the transfer case actually exploded on his truck. But as you can see, he's um, he's uploading videos really consistently. And I know what he means because he always uploads in like batches because he films a bunch and then has time to uh, has time to edit them and will um, will edit and um, you'll learn a bunch of this stuff like his you know he's got an AC setup and DV and you can cook in the truck and if you're looking to be out on the road that long in a hot shot having a sleeper like that is ideal. All right, and then the last one we got. I can't. I'm trying to do this left-handed. Hustle haul and tow trucking. He does haul and tow work, um, which he's now running uh, this Kenworth with. Uh, I don't know the brand. It's like a ship she style trailer uh, to be able to haul both boats, campers, and then be able to get a return load um, with some vehicles. And his last video here was actually pulled over, and they were searching the vehicles. Uh, that he was hauling which is I've been seeing more and more here um, here often and uh, it's uh, they're starting to check vehicles out a lot more which is, uh, is another topic another discussion but it's kind of kind of crazy that you've got to be careful who you're hauling for and what may be in the car uh, so go check out those three guys there and uh, I'm gonna switch over here and get the uh, load board brought up and signed in and uh, we'll take a look at them. Uh... All right, so let's edit our search here. <sighs> Max weight, let's go 18,000 pounds. Max length of 40 foot. We're going to do hot shot, flat bed. do that we're here in Westminster we'll do within let's do within 150 miles of here going within uh, let's just say going within 500 miles of here all right let's take a look here see what we got so I just reloaded that page okay the highest rate well, let's still, let's actually let's start here. Let's do it this way. Unknown caller. Spam, all the time. If you look at all these loads, all right. You've got to think, if you want to make say a thousand dollars a day, um, out of a load like this, you're gonna to want to make a thousand, at least a thousand dollars a day. <coughs> Excuse me. You're not gonna be picking up any of these. Obviously, these high rates where they say $7, I mean, you're going, let's see what this is, 11,500 pounds, 
uh, it's hazardous material. So if you has a have if you have a hazmat endorsement, it doesn't have the length or the width or the height posted, and it's listed as a flatbed load. So it could end up being something that's um, uh, longer than 40 feet. But if you continue looking here, um, let's just look at anything over a thousand, a thousand dollars. So here we go. What do we got? Hot shot, ten foot long, ten thousand two hundred pounds. Um, Twit card required. How long is it going to take you to get in and out of Philadelphia with a Twic and to get to New Hampshire for only a thousand dollars, which is two eighty-five a mile? Uh, these two are the same here. Aberdeen, Maryland to Concord, New Hampshire. Uh, U.S. citizen, clean background, probably coming off of some type of government facility or um, a military base or something like that. I'm not sure what exactly they have in Aberdeen. Uh, but that's 284 a mile, 1200 bucks. Same thing, Maryland, going up to New Hampshire. But you have all these little loads on here, you know, paying 375 like from New Jersey to Frederick. Who's going to end up picking up something like that? Um, even go out of their way to pick up something like that. Let's see what this one here is. Another flatbed load. 10,000 pounds, 40 feet. Um, yeah, twick and e-metal required, so more port work. Uh, let's see what we got here. It says only 219 a mile. Like I said, a 17,000 pound load only going for $2.19 a mile. Uh, 17 feet long. Um, eight foot wide eight foot high must tarp and air ride required prime example right here two dollars and nineteen cents a mile must tarp and air ride required for a seventeen thousand pound piece it's crazy uh, so everything else is under two dollars a mile here uh, this is coming out of Westminster, Maryland, which is right outside Baltimore. So you have to think, um, like, let's let's just for giggles here. Let's see what this is. Eighty-five hundred pounds, twenty foot long, going sixty miles for four hundred bucks. No more information on that. You'd have to call and see what they're actually moving. Um, let's see what this is. He doesn't say either. Probably some type of container or large equipment. Well, 30 foot, it wouldn't be a container, but you get the point. Mechanicsburg to Winchester. One industrial crane truck. 16,750 pounds going. Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna try to see if it says anything about um, if it's inoperable or not, but you know six dollars and twenty three cents a mile. But you're only going a hundred miles. It's gonna take your whole day to do that. So uh, let's um, let's try let's do this. Let's go from somewhere else. What's in my previous searches? Let's go from. I don't know, give me something. Uh, let's go from... Let's go from... 
Toledo, Ohio. Toledo, Ohio, back here towards, well, not really towards Westminster, but you get the point. All right, so let's see what we have here. 40-foot shipping container. Does that say 11? 8 to 11 wide? Maybe. 18,000 pounds? For 506 a mile? Ohio to Rochester? You got to call on things like that. They don't put so many details on it. It gets, gets hard to go through these when you're actually looking for it without making 100 calls. So Conestoga load, you know, they may let you do it as a tarp load. Who knows? Probably not. Needs to be on a tractor trailer, Conestoga. Um, let's uh, let's sort by equipment. There we go. Let's sort by hot shot here. Two fifty one a mile. Let's see what you got. Elkhart, Indiana to Plainview, New York, fourteen thousand three hundred forty pounds. Um, probably just general freight on a hot shot. But if you look through the rates, anything over a thousand dollars is all under or close to two miles, two dollars a mile. Like, let's see what this one is: twelve thousand pounds. Farmall cotton picker. Ten high, so you know you're you're sitting pretty tall there, only eight wide. But at only two dollars a mile. Go 165, 165, 5,500 pounds, light, but you're still only at 165. At 30 foot long, are you going to have enough room to even put something on there to get over $2 a mile? That's that's what I'm talking about. So that's just a look at the load board and, and how bad the situation is right now. So that's just kind of a look into what I'm seeing as far as the flatbed world. Now I can go in and show you guys um, kind of the car world too if that's something you're interested at. Um, I like to just show everybody like kind of what we're working with out here and, and what may what people may need to do to make changes in their business. Like if you think about it, um, and you see a lot of people doing it, it's going from CDL hotshot and just bumping up to a rig and getting a semi. A step deck or a flatbed like like South Georgia Hotshot did, um, just to be able to give you that extra capacity and more availability for loads. And if you're booking your own loads, you can you know you can put partials together, you can run across the country, or you can stay you know running forty thousand pounds you know on day trips and just things like that. But you have more options when you have more capacity. So that's just a look at what what's going on out there. I don't. I'm gonna. I should try to do this more often because um, and show you guys um, kind of what's going on. If you if you listen to a lot of people, I say on the internet, um, they make it seem like the the money's out there. It's all good. You know, bless up. Life is great. And then really, they're just leading people into failure. Um, when all people have to do is just be honest and, you know, either that trucking's not going anywhere. So is it ever a good time to jump in? That's up to you and your situation. Is it a bad time to jump in? I mean, look at diesel fuel prices. 
equipment prices are starting to come down, which is nice, but, um, you know, who am I to tell you that it's a good time to get into trucking? So, with that being said, guys, I thank you for watching yet another episode. Hopefully, we can uh, at least bang out one or two of these a week, and I'll see you guys in the next one.